up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm uh, Aaron Lingley. As always, I'm joined, but this time from a mobile position, but by our uh, Alliance Council president, Gorilla FC president, and Cameron. Cameron, just what what are you doing, Cameron Collins? <laughs> you forgot to tell everyone that I am the director of communications for the Independent Supporters I, Council. I did. I did forget, but you are pretty distracting this episode because we have cameras, uh, and you are mobile. So I am uh, literally mobile. I am uh, driving and have you through, uh, you know, in the car thing because I have to go to a birthday party. So I'm 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 tag teaming here with Nick. Uh, we're gonna give some high fives back and forth, and uh, uh, because we have a, a very a very special guest with us, uh, regular on the show now, uh, friend of the show. Um, just an all-around great person who just raised a ton of money for charity with an amazing soccer match that we'll talk about, uh, Nicholas Biella. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I love being here. It's great to see both of you, even if Cameron can't see me today. Yeah, I'll see you in about 15 minutes. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Are you... When you pull over. It's a card again, but thanks house. for noticing. All right, let's uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, Nick, it's great to have you here. Um, There's a few things that we can scuttlebutt about. I definitely want to talk about the kind of proposal or the the desire for Memorial Stadium renovation. The city, uh, Seattle Public Schools, is looking for some some money to do that. So that'll be interesting to talk about. But, 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 but before we do that, as I'm driving, oh, I just cracked a nice cold one. (sighs) That's some good liquid death sparkling water. And Nick, what did you just crack open? I just cracked open a can of vitamin R with um, my eyedropper here. I'm going to put a little bit of paychodes in it a little trick oh, we learned this last year in pub league in pub league yeah some paychodes is that how you pronounce it yeah. what is it you put a it, bitters um okay it, it's, little bitters inside yeah. your ranye west it's very true yeah it, it actually adds it's delicious it, it really is it's something i never even considered but um Friend of a uh, friend of ours and a sponsor of Pub League, uh, Matthew Powell, Doctor Matthew Powell, was on our team last year, and he oh he's a real he's an actual oh yeah doctor. he's an actual doctor, but he also is oh. the owner of the fantastic Capitol Hill Bar, the doctor's office. Um, oh to get yeah, sponsors oh, going on right now. That makes sense now. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, he, his, his Jersey name this last year for our, our Rainier themed team was oh. with Pechodes. 
Now that makes sense. Man, the whole season just came together in about 30 seconds for me, <laughs> even though it ended like four months ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, okay. you, but you, you, were you even there? Come on. We know you were on crutches the whole time. Hey, the, you, wait, hey, show some respect. Year, mother, show some respect. <laughs> Voted on by the league, not just by Nick Th- this and is, my mom. You know, <laughs> this, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick up for you on this one. Uh, yeah, the, the whole league does rank choice voting for all the end of the season rewards. I'm um, trying to make sure that there's no impropriety, you know, that I'm not just choosing my favorite people. Um, but it did so happen that Aaron was the newcomer of the year last year. Um, wow. Very congratulations Aaron I didn't I didn't even know this uh, that I'm here among public royalty well then you don't listen to like our second podcast okay because I was proud of it then anyway here's what I'm drinking and it's really uh coincidental I was thinking hey pub league starts the new season starts on Sunday I want to ode to our team the running Rainiers so I myself grabbed a case of rainier for this episode so great minds think alike and an ode to our mountain by the way i finally was able to see it the, the other day this weekend was freaking beautiful Ooh, today too the mountain was out for sure yeah that that fake spring right before um right That's before you know it really is spring we're gonna get snow on the opening day for the mariners next week of course we are. Where are you just being silly or is that actually No, I'm being silly. But I've had we've gotten snow. Oh, I'm uh, looking it there, up. There there's been time. I remember the second game of the season's snowed multiple times. Hmm. I usually go to the first three or four games. But we shouldn't talk baseball because we know other than holy cow, what a great world baseball classic. We know our listeners don't like it when we talk other sports. We're trying really hard. Um, but we could talk about our sport. I, the Bruce Lee kit was also debuted at this game uh, against LAFC. Uh-huh. And I um, let's just leave that. Let's do that Memorial Stadium. And then, Nick, let's end with what uh, what you and ECS and Pub League were able to accomplish a couple weekends ago. But um, Bruce Lee kit, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it on the field. I was kind of worried about a kind of RSL look. But with the pants actually on full display, um, it sounded weird. But I like it a lot. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really sharp. The contrast is really nice. Those shorts are fantastic. Uh, I mean, the RSL thing. It's a it's an easy to you know it's a low hanging branch of a joke, low hanging fruit. I don't know. It's just there are only so many color combinations out there. It it just kind of seems like a lazy joke. Right. When... Is Toronto the same as RSL? Is Chicago the same as RSL? No, it's, it it's the criticisms, you know. I I don't know. It's it's like it's like what are you gonna do? I mean, if we had a blue kit, then they'd be like, oh well, it's blue just like Sporting Kansas City, or it's blue just like you can't win. So just enjoy it for what it is. Um, I do now. I was just saying it looked good. My initial reactions, just with the kind of red-ish burgundy. It it wasn't really – I'm sorry. It wasn't really – I'm triggered by just any time the Bruce Lee kits are are shown on any social media. This is the problem is I'm reading the comments. I should know better. That's the problem. It's it's true. Every time there would be an RSL joke. And said like it's it yeah it it's just so I I guess I'm just uh, that 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 wasn't an attack on you. <laughs> uh, 
I thought you were my captain. There goes newcomer of the year. Take it away. I know, right? Yeah, my one vote that had just had a lot of pull. But uh, Cameron, and, and so you you like it as well? I mean, I, you guys knew. Yeah, I mean, it, knew what it looked like. But I mean, on the field in the sun, uh, right? Cool to no, see him at night too. But it was it on. was great. You know, it's we it's something that we first saw over two years ago, and to see the culmination of it from where it started to where it is today is always amazing. Um, you know, if you if you want to get involved with that, of course, come join us on the Alliance Council. Nicholas and I are both on there, but obviously. Um, still concerns about provenance and all that, but that's neither here nor there at this point, which it's about moving forward and making sure that everyone does what's best to remedy any misconceptions around that and, and, and make it clear what the team stands for. So yeah, it was cool to see it. I mean, I think it, it's very meaningful for a lot of people in Seattle. Uh, so it, it's just even, even, um, you know, I was talking to, uh, Dan Boniface, who's regular on the show, and he even mentioned it last was it last episode he was on two episodes ago. But um, this two, how much two or three, you know, and he's mentioned it to me since then. It's just how much it means to him as someone who grew up in Seattle, like three blocks away from the cemetery where Bruce Lee was buried, and just it, it's such a part of the city. And I don't think people realize that how much Bruce yeah. Lee and Seattle are interconnected. And so, yeah, I, it's it's awesome. It's such it's such a cool thing they're doing, and all the activations they're going to do around it are going to continue to be pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the evolution over the next two years. Um, I love, I love that the Sounders uh, with the Jimmy's kit and now the Bruce Lee kit really seem to take into heart the community aspect of the community kit. Uh, yeah, not, you know, the, the language that they've been consistently using is not secondary kit, but a community kit. And, um, and Good I think, point. I think there's, uh, a lot of great work done, um, you know, by Maya with the Sounders and, and her team. Um, and just really looking forward to seeing how this evolves over time. And, uh, I'll just say beyond that. We know what the next kit is, the next community kit. We know what the next kit is, but the, beyond that, two years from now, the next community kit, and this this idea of the community kit's only going to keep growing and growing and get bigger. Okay, I forgot that that you guys get to see that far out. Lucky. Or Come I mean, join it's us all, on the alliance it's pretty council. cool to kind of get the. Well, yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> you can, yeah, you 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 can come on the council. That's join fair. us. One of us. Uh, one speaking of, of us. councils, one uh, of Seattle us. City Council. One yeah, of us. It's like a, now you're making it sound like a cult. <laughs> um, but let's move to the Memorial Stadium with the Seattle Public Schools and uh, the city of Seattle and the two big groups that are possibly interested in helping with a kind of demo Reno like they did with the uh, Key Arena Now Climate Pledge. You guys, you guys see that article? Yeah, yeah, I was able to see that. A number um, of articles. The article was really good about diving in, in a little deeper about the the two groups, uh, which wasn't really getting hit on the headlines that were coming out recently, I think. I think a lot of people were just like, oh, Memorial's getting torn down and they're going to put a new stadium up. Um, but this this article uh, really yes. kind of opens up some, some additional it's details. Come on, it's yeah. not even like a... Cameron, did you... Did... What do you know about it? 
and how do you feel? Um, you know, it's interesting because this is a this isn't a story that started today. This is a story that's been going on for years and years. And actually, yeah. uh, part of trying to save the Sonics was talk about building a world class arena there and turning Key Arena into like an amphitheater, where where you could have like an outdoor amphitheater for like awesome outdoor outdoor concerts. So. Um, there's been a lot of stuff around it. The one issue is always that Seattle Public Schools owns the land. It's not owned by Seattle Center. And so uh, it, it's fascinating that, you know, now that we have a basketball arena and, I mean, a hockey arena, excuse me, but basketball's coming, I promise. Um, it's, it would be really cool. Uh, a lot of people, I think, on the internet, though, are jumping on thinking like this would be a place the Sounders could move. I don't think it's going to be big enough for that. This is more like there'll be teams able to practice here during the World Cup. It'll be, you know, a, a 15 to 20,000 seat arena or uh, soccer stadium slash football stadium because the, mm. you know, the, the high school teams will play there. So uh, I, I don't view this great as place like for the state championship. Right. Yeah. I don't view this as a place where the Sounders are going to move there and have a soccer specific stadium. I actually think the soccer specific stadium thing is overhyped because um, they're not big enough. You know, like the Sounders can pull in 60,000, just like, you know, Atlanta and Charlotte are doing. So um, I love the idea of renovating it. I just don't, I want to make sure that, that people know that it, it doesn't mean like, oh, we're getting a new Sounders stadium. However, maybe it'd be a good place for like Queen Anne FC to play and get ready to, Ballard, to battle Ballard FC. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, the reality about the soccer-specific stadium, and not to get too sidetracked on that, is in Seattle, there isn't a space for a soccer-specific stadium that would meet the Sounders' needs that isn't already Lumen Field. Um, because you don't want to be Chicago Fire for you know the previous 20 years before they went back to Soldier Field, and you don't want to be FC Dallas. You don't want to have a soccer specific stadium in the suburbs. It's just not, that's, that's not going to work it, time and time again. It doesn't work. Um, yeah. And so, and so you take the good with the bad. The good is a great location, great building. The bad is okay. It's not soccer specific Lumen field and, but it is designed for soccer. So in a sense, it yep. is soccer specific. It's just not soccer exclusive. I think is maybe the more um, uh, specific way to say it. I mean, at this—that's point... a really great point. Yeah. I, you know, Fred Fred Mendoza said specifically, or uh, Amaya said it about Fred, her, her, you know, his his daughter who works for the Sounders. Uh, she, they said that um, they made he made sure when they were building it that they looked at plans for soccer lines to see what it would be like sitting and built it to those specifications. And at this point, we've had a Copa America here. We've had World Cup qualifiers here. We're going to have the World Cup here. By contrast, go take a look at SoFi Stadium, which is in danger of losing the World Cup because they cannot expand the field wide enough to uh, meet the FIFA field regulations. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, eight hundred billion dollar stadium, Jeez. and can't even have World Cup. 
So, you know, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to always be the optimist, look on the bright side, but I love what we have. Um, and, and I would rather keep what we have than have a soccer specific stadium outside of this footprint. I think the best chance for a real soccer specific stadium would be if the, if the Seahawks move to suburbia and then the Sounders just take over Lumen and do whatever they want to it. Yeah, totally. Cause they could, they could easily play at Husky stadium or somewhere like that for a couple years while they re- renovated it to more soccer specific if they had to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've, I know the footprint's not big enough, but for like over a decade, I think probably stemming from I'd used to ref flag football and uh, and I lived in Lower Queen Anne and worked at the time. So it was like always around that stadium, but I refed in the stadium. So I probably have over the course of like a year, 16 to 20 different times, I was like just at night staring at the Space Needle from the middle of a field and the facility sucked. I also played football there so i'd been like in the locker rooms and stuff so i knew i always wanted this place to be renovated but it wanted to stay a field and i had this like just pipe dream of kind of more like cathedral-esque like bernabao you know santiago bernabao stadium uh, madrid where it's just a cathedral of just vertical sections and i was like god there's some engineering genius that could make it happen where we could get fifty thousand in that footprint and i've just always envisioned it not like in reality that could happen but just as a fun fantasy there is the space if the city and the seattle public schools work together and you i mean you'd probably have to move kcts to be honest because their their land is right adjacent to the stadium but well they just did that multi multi multi-million dollar renovation to mccall hall too which that's true because mccall hall would, would, would abut right against it so yeah that that wouldn't work unless you paid mccall up and moved it so (laughs) <laughs> or if it was just that happened coincidentally or not coincidentally, probably more at like on purpose. But if they renovated it then when they could maybe come up with some cool like way to can put a, our opera house and our stadium like conjoined, so to speak. But yeah, again, fantasy land. But, and let's move on to is it Ballybrack? FC that you played? Yeah. So this last weekend, um, Ireland's Ballybrack Seagulls are a supporters group out of Dublin. They're, I guess the easiest way to describe them would be the Irish equivalent of the American Outlaws, um, but local to Dublin itself. Uh, they, This was their 13th international game. They've traveled... Uh, all over the world to play against teams in in different cities. Uh, about eight months ago, they reached out to myself and and two of my colleagues that uh, run pub league together, and and said, "Hey, we're interested in coming out the week of St. Patrick's Day. We'd love to play you in a friendly." And uh, you know, so the first step was um, trying to very very clearly explain to them. <laughs> That pub league is a beginner learn to play league, so that they knew what their expectation <laughs> was. Um, but once they saw that, and they, you know, they they saw what we are all about our our community focus of of pub league, which is very um, beginner friendly and and inclusive. They saw what we're all about, and they wanted to be a part of that. 
So we uh, we arranged an international friendly. We had a lot of great support from a lot of different uh, aspects, uh, some some local businesses, individuals, uh, the community came out for this. Um, we even were the uh, grand marshals of the St. Patrick's Day Parade here in Seattle last week. Um, but overall, it was a, a wonderful weekend of, of celebrating community, celebrating soccer, um, with people, you know, across the world and kind of uniting under the banner of friendship. Um, one thing that I think Cameron, you might appreciate being, uh, you know, Gorilla FC president is each one of the 13 jerseys that Bally Brack, cause they design a different Jersey for each trip that they make. They always, um, do something special. Each one of the jerseys always has the iron front logo somewhere on it. Um, every so every cool. time uh so so it's politically very good partners where there's a lot of um a lot of similarities between our ethos and that and so on our side uh you mentioned that we were raising some money so on our side we wanted to make this a a community event and we wanted to raise some money for a great cause so I chose um, a I chose a local charity here, uh, the Lambert House, which is an LGBTQ plus uh, community center in Capitol Hill that really focuses on creating programs and being a community center for youth ages ten to twenty two, um, especially those who are questioning or those who are uh, you know discovering who they are. And, and giving giving them the resources when they're most at risk. Um, and so, you know, we were able to raise uh, some good m money. Uh, don't have the final number just yet. We're waiting on a few little details, um, but, but it will be, um, it will be a, a number that we're pretty proud of, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars and, uh, and, you know, really, really exciting. Um, the game itself was fantastic. And, yeah, tell us more about uh, yeah. the game and the, the score and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, so so what we did was um, one of the things that was really important to the three of us, uh, myself, Max Aquino, and Kevin House, uh, the, the three people that run Pub League, one thing that was really important to us was we wanted to be inclusive. And so as part of that, we put uh, we put 44 spots on sale for this game, figuring we'd have four groups of 11 players. And, uh, you know, you'd play one half of the game with another group of 11, and you kind of sub in and out during it's trying oh, to get everyone cool. equal playing time. Um, the other cool thing about it was we, I think we were very successful in the 44 players ran the gamut of our skill set in Pub League. It was a very good mix of you know, some of our top players in public all the way to some of our absolute beginners in public. Mm. Um, and we didn't, you know, we didn't go, Oh, well, well, you're, you're not good enough to play in this game. It's, we got to take this seriously. No, it was really important to, to really make it that group, that, that community feel. Uh, the other thing that we did was we wanted, because there was extremely high demand for this, uh, those 44 spots sold out in, I think about 15, 20 minutes. 
And uh, and so we wanted to make sure those that missed out on that were still able to participate. So uh, what we also did is we set up uh, this friendly was a full 11 v 11 game. But in public, we play half field on uh, 7 v 7, you know, 16 foot by 7 foot nets. So we brought out the nets and we played an hour of a pub league style game for anyone that was there that wanted to join in. So the kids, uh, Ballybrock brought a lot of kids with them. A lot of, a lot of families came out for this. So the kids got to play as well, which I don't think is something that they'd often get in the past. Uh, so the kids got to participate as well. Um, it was just a really special kind of getting to show them what pub league is all about and to, to bring everyone together like that. Uh, so the game itself, I was in goal for the, for the first quarter of the game. Uh, I let in an absolute howler two minutes into the game. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, two things happened at the beginning of the game. One started to rain, uh, two, uh, the supporters and the fans and in, in, in the crowd were singing bluest skies, you know, to start the game. Uh, we had, we had a whole bunch of people waving flags and singing and ce- celebrating with us. And, uh, it was a little emotional. And I think I allowed that to kind of get a little distracted <laughs> and ball just kind of like picture you just like tearing up. I, I, there. I, I, I was <laughs> a little bit. A... I was, it was, you know, it was eight months of hard work putting together, you know, and uh, and I let in an absolute holler. After that, I did much much better. Um, only allowed two goals the rest of the way for of my time. I'm proud to say I allowed the fewest goals of the goalies. Uh, so that might give you a clue of how how our final score was. Yeah. Um. It, it was not. It was not great. Um, did we score? What's that? We we did. We scored one goal. Oh damn! They whooped our ass. They right. they did they did. Um, but the goal was was an absolute banger. Santo Santo Lars, um, Lars Gunther, one of our one of our our players. Oh, of course, Lars. Of Gunther. course. Um. So so one of our players, Kyle. Uh, goalie comes out and Kyle ends around him, but he's he's got no angle at a shot. So he lays it back to, to Lars about 30 yards outside the box. And Lars puts one in into the upper corner. I mean, it was of all the goals scored that day. And I think there are 19 scored. Um, oh, man. <laughs> of all the goals scored, uh, I think it was the prettiest goal. I'm just glad that our one goal was 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 a beautiful one. Uh, well, un- well, that means it wasn't really hard for him if they no. just had to tap him in essentially. No, but, but no, it was it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful um, a wonderful experience. Um, there were you know some some photographers came out to to take shots for us, um, and I posted to my page uh, a photo that means a lot to me. There's a there's a photo after I made this this one save where um, Ballybrack was really good at giving you those those. Uh, no man's land passes where as a goalie, if you don't immediately come out, it's going to be in the back of the net. You just have to, you just have to go for it. And, and once you make that commitment, you can't stop. And uh, so I come out and make the save. And then the guy kind of puts his arm around me and gives me a, you know, gives me this hug. And, and someone took a photo of that from behind. And it's just, oh, it's cool. just, it's a, it's, it's just a great moment of, of unity 
Um, so I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of that. The score line really didn't matter. Honestly, everyone on the field had big smiles. Everyone was just having a great time. Um, it was, it was an, it was an event. And you don't travel all that way to lose. So they should made sure that didn't happen. <laughs> no, no, and, and but but, yeah. but I mean, we told them, we let them know right from the get go what we're all about, and and yeah, and and even you know the leaders there, Wayne uh, Wayne O'Sullivan, really wonderful. Um, I think some of the players when they saw who we were, they might have been a little confused, and I think um, I think Max relayed a story to me where where he was explaining, hey, if you wanted a competitive game, you absolutely could have played against, you know, one of our ECSFC teams. Um, absolutely. But if you wanted a game to celebrate soccer and celebrate community, you chose the right group. And and, and I think that was really the, the end goal was they wanted to celebrate soccer. And I think we did a great job of that. Um, I think it's pretty cool. You said that like their kids were there. That means they're like their families travel like across the globe. And what a cool, oh, we're both fathers. That, like, what a cool experience for your, your kid. I mean, I was fortunate enough to, to hit some, you know, the countries and get some stamps on my passport, but that's really cool that they're doing that. Yeah. It was really wonderful to see that. Uh Oh, I think oh, Cameron. Cameron's got a little feedback. <laughs> well, I will okay. make sure no one hears what we're just talking about, but I think it's a good time to wrap up um, the scuttlebutt portion and get to what uh, happened this weekend against LAFC. What do you feel? Let's do it. Think about that. Okay, I need another Rainier. All right. Uh, and, Nick, are you ready to talk about some Sounders? I am ready. All right. So I think we were all present at the game, um, all separately. I didn't get to see you guys, unfortunately. Well, Cameron, before the game, of course, we were able to share a drink. Um, but what a damn – we don't get a lot of 1 o'clock games uh, this year and, and kind of – at least I haven't been to one in a very long time. I prefer night games. But that weather, like – the winter we've had, not like it's like a, a crazy winter we've never had before, but this is about the time where I start, even as a born and raised Seattleite, being like, I need some vitamin D. <laughs> like, I need some sun. What a beautiful day that was. Absolutely. Uh, the only negative about those afternoon games is the pitch shadows on TV in particular. That's the only negative about those. That that kind of drives me nuts sometimes. Even when I'm playing in FIFA and they make the artificial shadows on the field, I, I that bothers me. It can be a distraction, yeah. Although I I, I do have to say I know the when you watch um, like day games, sometimes even night games on like ESPN or FS1, um, it looks terrible, right? But it didn't look too bad on. Uh, MLS when I when I rewatched it on MLS season pass, um, obviously we know they have much better equipment. Yes, the field didn't look terrible, but um, I know it's not the prettiest field in daylight. But just in terms of just enjoying the atmosphere, it was it was pleasant. Um, And I actually thought that the Sounders um, played pretty damn well in this game. Uh, You look at the scoreboard and you think, uh, okay, zero zero. 
probably a boring game or at least sloppy. I don't think it was sloppy from either team. I think both defenses were incredible. Um, but even just the, the flow of the game, it was definitely, I know boxers like cliches or analogies like a boxing match or as an analogy in almost all sports, but it really was like a, each 15 minutes was a new round, right? Like they came out swinging, we came out swinging, um, midfields played great. There literally was some swinging going on and we can talk about that in a little bit, but I thought overall it was actually a really entertaining game for being, uh, no goal scored. Yeah. I mean, come on. How bad were you trying to will that 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 scissor kick in from Raul? Oh, and then how badly were we all trying to will him back to life? It looked like he was hurt himself again. Oh, between that and uh, Jackson Reagan just absolutely colliding with Stephen Fry, uh, that was a mm. scary moment for sure. Um, but no, I, I yeah. thought. I thought the team, you know, we're not going to, not every team is going to be Colorado and RSL. Um, You've got to remember this is the defending Supporter Shield champions, MLS Cup champions, and uh, roster shenanigans champions, uh, LAFC. (laughs) Uh, I think that's an unofficial title. You, You can't just expect to just roll over someone for nothing on something like that. Uh, I'm very mm-hmm. pleased with the way we played. I'm more pleased that they have one of the more potent offenses in the league. And uh, last I checked, they scored zero goals. That's a good thing. Yeah, especially that was the that was the big test. And, you know, we lost games like that last year. one nothing in the 80th minute on a stupid defensive miscue where you know where some bad i mean last year here's what happened that that save that fry made in the 90th minute um that beautiful save uh i think he did like a a kick save there yeah that goes in last year Mm -hmm. it's just it's just that simple like like and 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 i thought it seeing the play happen i'm like uh oh here we go again trying not to be negative but just getting burned all last season, um, it was wonderful to see that you know that that save um, and the lucky uh, like just seconds before that, <laughs> like the same same dude. What I forgot his name. Uh, oh, missing just the, completely yeah. whiffed over the crossbar from three yards out. I mean that. So that was luck on our side, and then. Yeah, but we had our like I said, we had our moments as well. I mean, it, it so I thought the I thought the end score was mm, what I was okay with the end score, but I do think that we were the better team on the day. Yeah, I I was predicting it, some like fireworks. I think I said something like you know three three four two. Just I I thought the offense is would be more on, on display knowing that we were going to have Raul back. Um, not that I thought Raul was going to be amazing, but just with the cohesiveness of having a striker that knows how to play with the other four players, Freddie has lost multiple steps. So I was excited about that, but to see, I, I, I think in hindsight, I'd probably be less happy with a four, four draw than this one. 
because, yeah, you're right. We've only given up one goal all season. And then to ha- have them come up and, and, and test our defense, which did have Jackson Reagan go out and Javier Ariaga come in and not have that gaffe. Um, but let me just kind of read for, for, for one stat that really jumped out to me um, that I thought I thought the Sounders when I when I say the Sounders, I thought were the better team. Um, here's where, you know, one of the things that was really telling to me. So the Sounders had uh, the Sounders had higher possession. They had, you know, 57 percent to 43 percent possession. But what was really interesting is is when they had the possessions, the two teams had their their possessions LA made 167 passes in their own half, but only 150 passes in our half. Whereas the Sounders made 183 passes in their own half, but 249 passes in the LAFC half. So we not only had higher possession, but we, by 100 passes had overwhelmingly more possession in the attacking half. Um, I think that's just, I just think that really, I think we set the tone. I think we did what we wanted. Now, whether that was LAFC wanting to just play for the counter, or if they were just kind of bunkering and were okay with 0-0, given, you know, the fact that they're in the middle of... um, you know their 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 ten day four game Concacaf Champions League swing. Fair. Don't yeah. know, but ultimately, I'm okay with that, and I it makes me feel confident if we are playing them in the playoffs that I don't feel like we're overwhelmed. We can hang. I I do I do want to say that uh, I was a little worried about and this oh, probably yeah. You know, Silly of me to think this just for one week. Uh, but Fry last week did not look good. He just didn't. He had a bad game. And he against looked Cincinnati? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I'm on the yeah. right page. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I say last week, I mean the week prior to the match we're talking about. Um, and, and, and it clearly must have just been an, an off day because he looked like he, he was on one today. It looked really, really good. I think the communication in the back line especially when you're having Javi come back in back as in it's been a while, but he's, he was the former starter. So have him back in there. Um, you had Alex Rodon get subbed out. Now Christian's playing right back. I mean, it, it, the defense shuffled in this game and we played a really good offense that I think on the counter showed what they're, they're worth. I think you, they were laying back a little bit. You kind of mentioned maybe they were playing a little more bunkery because of their tired legs, because of their schedule congestion. But um, I think they definitely stretched their legs when they had the opportunities. And the defense communicated well, and Fry, I think, was a big part of that. Yeah, I think that's really that matches what I was seeing as well. What do you think about Aaron Long and... Stefan Fryker fuffle. You were sitting down there, right? Or were oh, yeah. you sitting well, standing, but you know how it is. Uh, but I did have mm. Roma with me, so uh, good day to good day to teach her some good curse words. Um, <laughs> so you saw it live, and did you see? Have you seen any? Yeah, I did. It? I did, and and I don't think it was. So initially, what? It, it, what do you think? It, initially, 
well, initially and and on replay, he has no reason to put his foot anywhere near that ball. None. I agree with you. Now, with that said, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was live. Um, but then again, my angle was I my angle was Fry's back, and I see the kick. There's. You know, I didn't see that he... he it, you assumed the contact, but not how hard, it, maybe? It was it was really kind of the equivalent of, as a goalie in hockey, um, spent 20 years playing goal, over 20 years playing goalie in hockey, of, uh, you know, getting my glove on it, glove on the ice, and someone poking at it with, with their stick. Where it's just something mm-hmm. you don't do. Um, you're always going to get shoved if you do that. I think just how bad you're going to get shoved depends on how hard you... You, you jam with your stick. It wasn't. It, it was entertaining. It was entertaining, but um, unfortunately, it definitely set a tone a little bit. There was five yellow cards in that first half. But it's Elfath. I mean, he he doesn't know how to set a tone. Usually, it's one of two things with him. Oh, I meant like just the game oh, exactly. between the two teams tone. Yeah, I, 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 they were able to kind of dictate how they want what was going to happen next. I, I, honestly, what I'm really, I'm gonna okay. So I'm gonna say one thing about Elfath, then I'm gonna say one thing that really impressed me. So the thing about Elfath is usually he doesn't call anything foul worthy. Like look at look at the kind of fouls that were happening against Leo Chu. They'd get his arm up on his throat. He'd go down and he'd like play on, play on. That's what I'm used to seeing from Alfath. And then suddenly in the 75th minute, something that wasn't called a foul all game long is now all of a sudden a yellow or a red. I just don't like the way he isn't consistent. Uh now with that said, one thing that I was really proud of that I really did like is in years past, I feel like knew who would have been a target for opposing teams to try and go to him into a second yellow or a, yeah. or a red. And, and I just don't, I'm seeing a, a more mature new who from that stuff. Cause I, I didn't even see them really trying to go to that. Um, whereas before that was clearly a strategy. So yeah, I didn't thought about that. Um, he's definitely had a a growth year, and I think Cameron and I were mentioning this. I think he turned twenty five, and there is like literally, like scientifically, your body is like going in the other direction. Both you are starting to die at twenty five, but also meant like yeah. from a personality, it just you you mature, yeah, um, into you know, I'm, I guess I need to be an adult now, kind of kind of thing. So. I think there, that's part of it, and probably you know realization of where he's at in his career. Um, signed with us, obviously that doesn't mean he's going to be here in three years. But I think it's like he signed his real adult he got a secure. professional football contract. Yep, yeah, he's secure. So, but that might have a lot to do with it too. But you got to remember though, but, but but look at it from the positive side as well, which is the man just started three games for his cl- country in the World Cup. Um. Yeah. That's the goal as a professional soccer player. Of course, you want to win the World Cup, but only only a handful of teams legitimately have a chance of winning the World mm, Cup. Hand, yeah. Cameroon, beings, not yeah. one of those, not one of those teams. Um, but with that said, that realistically is one of the pinnacles 
that he can legitimately, realistically strive for is getting to start three matches for your country in the World Cup. Now, Mm -hmm. of course, other individual goals, such as moving on to one of the big leagues, of course, that's another one. But that's a big one, and he accomplished that. And he's also a Champions League winner. This is also true, but 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 I mean, what I'm what I'm getting at is, well, we got to win it all over again because he clearly missed the actual trophy lifting celebration because yeah, he was on man. his phone. So fun. we got to win it all again just so he can experience that moment. Um, twenty twenty six. But but so so yeah. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at is I think I think having been to the World Cup, getting that 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 peak um i think now that he's also got a secure contract i'm hoping we're seeing a older wiser version of new who however he clearly isn't stopping doing the things that make us love new who yeah. did you see that yeah. that faint that he did to try and keep or to to fake the defender or the 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 forward out in the in the first half Basically, the ball was rolling mm-hmm. out of bounds uh, towards uh, for a goal kick, and the LA player was chasing after it with Newhu. And Newhu does like this step over, like he's going to turn and fire it, which slows down the LA guy, and he just steps over yeah. it and just lets it roll out. Yeah, it only he does, he's done that a few times. I know. He's, he, he, no one does that. He does that. No one does that. Uh, just those little moments. Among that, his yeah. other, no one does that stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I don't know how he does so many things with his hands above his heads, but his head, but he does it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, speaking of rooting for the guy, what did you think about Leo Chu? I know that's a love Leo Chu. I know he's I he's know. had a great year, and yeah, he's had a great year, and in the minutes he's gotten, um, we're not going to have now a bear, and I'm getting back to Chu. Yep, but a a bear should be helping. It's a hamstring, so those are annoying for everybody in different ways and different longevities for like injury. But he could be back. He should be back next week. We got now Ra- Raul is in Spain playing for Peru. And therefore, there's going to be some shuffling up front, and I think Chu needs to get some potential starter minutes here with with uh, Jordan up top. You are covering your mouth. Is this something I said? No, it's not something you said. <laughs> I was looking up something about that I that I learned earlier today, and um, yeah. So no, I was just saying like earlier today, someone a reporter asked Schmetzer uh, if it's possible that we might see Jordan up top because Leo Chu's been been so strong and Schmetzer definitely seemed to indicate it was a very real possibility that he was encouraged with the idea of maybe putting uh, Jordan up top and Leo Chu on the left, which in retrospect might've been a better starting lineup for the Cincinnati game. Oh, that's where I I said it in response to that game. Exactly. Because... Yeah, I remember. I remember listening to you know. I listen to the podcast even when I'm not on. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So um, so that's kind of what I wanted to look up because I, I saw that literally about an hour before we got on the microphone today. Um, oh, no well, I feel I feel really cool then because I mean, one we should we need to see that Freddie can't do that again. But Jordan's usually in the middle of the park. When when he when the ball's not on the left side, 
when the ball's not being channeled through him on the left side, you see him play as a forward. Yeah. For in swinging balls, right? He's not out there trying to collect a rebound. He's trying to be in the box. He's he's one of our best vertical threats. Uh, he's really the only vertical threat on that side of the field. Uh, so he's usually there anyway. So if we can get some dynamicism yeah. between Chu on the left and Nuhu, and we already know how good the rolled on twins are, you know, and they're not twins, I know. I know. But <laughs> like that's some really that's some really great distraction for Jordan to play with. Yeah, I mean the thing about Jordan though is is yes, he's a winger, but he's not hitting that end line, you know, or that touch line rather. Um, he's, he's very much going up those channels a little bit more and, and coming inside more from what I've seen. Uh, again, I am not a soccer and, and his goals so far, it's small sample size, but all the goals, he's got are more po- poacher goals than anything. Um, so, I mean, he's right in the box. He's yeah. diving for headers. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, as long as we keep keep that kind of possession like we've seen in the LAFC game. We definitely saw it in the RSL game and the Colorado game. So three out of the four games, we had really good possession in their halves. Um, We weren't always finishing and and we're not always, you know, a lot of soccer goals are not, you know, the, the beautiful, you know, the beautiful finish. A lot of it is you work hard. You keep getting more and more chances. Some of those chances are going to be picking up those garbage goals. Um, yeah. yeah, they all count the same. Well, he's showing he can do that. Exactly. Pick up garbage goals. Salmon goals, too. Yes. Uh, I think it would be... I, would, I have no idea where Bear is at, but I would like that top three and all the usual suspects, although we don't know what Reagan's status is. Do you, uh, do you yeah. know? I haven't he, he was in full training. Um, Bruce okay, ripped. So, so I would imagine uh, he's, he's fine. Yes. I imagine he is up for selection. Um, and given our, did we lose Ariaga to Ecuador? Yeah, we did. He went to Ecuador for the international break, right? Oh, I think so. That I don't know. I was only distracted by Raul. I think we lost Raul, um, Obed, uh, another one of our younger guys, um, maybe Reed Baker Whiting. Um, oh, geez, then. Then I think we lost. What's our center back depth? Yeah, I think our center back depth. If Reagan can't play. Um, Sissoko, we still got Sissoko. Okay, yeah, I like. For some I reason, like I thought Sissoko. we we didn't like we didn't keep him through. Oh, for a plug and play, yeah, yeah. I'm totally. I'm rooting for the guy. That. Rooting for the guy. He got a lot of minutes last year too, so it's not like he'd be playing with. Yeah, and I think guy. Alex is gone right now. He played with uh, El Salvador today. Uh, unfortunately, they lost. Well, then we're definitely seeing Kellen Rowe. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of just leading right into you. Okay, so let me wrap up. LAFC, proud of the team. I thought we played really, really well. Bummed we didn't get a goal. And actually, we could have lost. So all's well that ends well. And do you agree with that summation? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think we're the better team. Um, but I don't feel hard done by a tie. Um, yeah. But I think there were far more... Uh, positive things about our play overall than than what you would normally expect to see from a zero zero draw. 
Yeah, for sure. I would have been concerned about our defense if we gave up four goals or, or three goals, even though they are a great goal scoring team. Yeah. You know, we'd be we'd come out with more concerns than you know what? Shore up some of our finishing, but we like the stat you showed you, you told us. Um if we can keep that kind of statistical you know performance going on and, and, and the and the movement we had through the midfield, just like the first two games, was was there at at more often than not, I think, in this game. I think it was just a, a more hectic game with the yellow cards, Elfaf, um, tensions running high, and then the shuffling of you know key positions: center back, right back, um, putting Freddie in there. Still not excited about it. Love you, Freddie. Made it so I think the game was more disjointed than it needed to be. But um, overall, we played really, really well and, and held him off. So let's lead into since we were just talking about kind of lineups that could happen next week. Um, what we think actually might be this lineup because it, it, it would be the first big shift other than forward that we've seen so far the season through four matches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Seven Fry and goal, right? I would think Duh. so. Yep. Now I do think we are going to see, um, Yamar and I do think we're going to see Jackson Reagan. I, I do after today's okay. news. Um, it's bruised ribs do hurt like a bitch and they can stay hurt for a while, but that that's a pain threshold thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just, you know, you have a couple days to kind of feel better about it. So, so that's good. Um, so I think, I think we're going to see Jackson start is my, my thought. New who Jackson and Yamar and then right back will be Kellen. Oh no, no. New who's with Cameroon. Oh, really? oh, shit. Then what the hell are we doing? International break, baby. <laughs> um, international Well, I break. didn't know if he went with them. Uh, so probably going to see... Of course he did. Of course. What am I thinking? Uh, you know, we're probably going to see Kellen Rowe on left back. That, okay. That's certainly what I would expect to see. Um, I mean, why, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you expect to see that? Um and then, I would totally expect that too, but now I'm like, who's our right back? Oh, uh, it could be. I mean, you've got options. You could go. Uh, you'll notice oh. that at the end of the game, um, you'll notice that Christian dropped back to right back. Could have yeah, Christian and back I, there. I, I, that's the only person I can think of. Dobelair. Dobelair has and been. Um, Dobelair has right. been getting yeah. a lot of right back action. Uh, he got some in in uh, Morocco, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he got into the game. Was it Morocco? I think during the preseason. Am I just thinking? I think of the preseason. in the preseason, yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I think hmm, I yeah, think he might. Okay. You know, might be. I'm excited about it, but. Well, I mean, it, 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 well, it all, all depends on what you're, what you're going to do. I mean, if you want you want JP JP Albert in in your six and eight, and then up top you go if you're going, if you're not putting Christian up on the right wing and you're putting him as right back, well, who's going to play there? Cause I don't think you're going to put Leo Chu, Freddie Montero and Nico in that band of three. If that's the formation you're going well, with. Jordan on the right. I, eh. I, I feel like he switches over there half the time. I feel like and Leo Chu on the left. And then you got a bear potentially up top. Especially with Kansas City oh, being so injured, 
Um, with Kansas City being injured, they don't have Johnny Russell. Thank God that guy is a sounder killer. I really hate that guy. And he, I don't, yeah, I don't like him at all. Um, and and partially because he keeps scoring goals against yeah. us. Um, He's. I wonder. He. I kind of feel like him. Like how Portland probably feels of Deuce a little bit. I mean, with the t- without the rivalry, but yeah. Um, yeah, without the rivalry, but there's a, there's a kind of a rivalry with SKC. I yeah, think a lot of it was the, the Ziggy era. Yeah, but no, it's not the same. Um, but no, okay, no, Johnny so. Russell's really, he, he just, he just, I, I hate playing against him because he just seems like he's always going to get one on us. Um, right. so what do you, so what do you think? And also Alan Polito, there, Polito's out too for them. Okay. So you, what are you getting at? Because they're injured, well, you think we're going to be a little bit more explorative? Yeah. So, so. Or shore our defense up with Christian, even though he kind of was no, a reason that they No, no, you would, you, you exploit them. Because not only that, um, Johnny Russell and Alan Polito are two of their three DPs. Their third, their third DP is also injured, so none of them have played. Um, so that's damn, a damn that shame. Sucks for them. It's I a guess. damn shame. Um, they've also scored all of. Uh, they've also scored all of one goal. Um, they are they are they are a wooden spoon contender, which means that this is a trap game because you know how SKC always plays us, which is just yeah. physical. I was gonna say I can't dirt, read like, that into that. No, too much but which is part of the reason why I just don't like Peter Vermees because it's just I feel like he doesn't let the game flow, and he use he's not afraid to he's not afraid to play ugly, um. Not to confuse ugly with dirty necessarily, but he's not afraid to play ugly. And it just, when we are a team that wants to try and flow and we play against them and it's just hack a fest, hack a fest, it's just really frustrating. Um, so hopefully we're not going to see one of those refs that just is afraid to call fouls. Um, I hope we're not going to see that kind of a ref. I'm glad we got Elfath last week because. Um, Elfath against Kansas City is a recipe for disaster. I was going to say, is, is there a rule that there can't be the same? Not necessarily, but I think I think either they, center ref or ref crew. I don't know if they yeah, travel together. I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I I feel like it's very rare that someone we get someone back to back. Um, watch well, it just happen this week. Oh, don't. Oh, you know what? I think they actually have a um um. I think they announced the uh, assignments. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah. So do we have this week's assignments for week? Are we week five now? Yeah, we're. We are week five. Okay. Uh, they have not announced it yet. They should have announced it today, actually. Oh, they, really they, they know did. They did. Many of the center refs. Uh, give me a second. I can tell you exactly who we got. We have. Do, 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 do. No whammy, no. Ooh, I like this guy. All right, I'm happy with this. We had him. I like this guy. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, we had him earlier this year. Uh, Alex Chilovich. Um, he seems like a young, up and coming ref. Uh, he may not be young, but I feel like I only recognized his name a couple years ago, and have been very pleased with his performances for the most part. I think he refed. Um, I think he refed the. Was it the RSL game, maybe? Um, nope, was not the RSL game. But I'm pretty sure he refed one of our home games this year. Yeah, he did. He refed okay. the Colorado game. Okay, well, I 
That turned out all right. One card, 87th minute. Um, yeah, one card, 87th minute. And I was just trying to see the foul count just to kind of get a feel. Fouls committed 15 to 9. Nothing seems egregious. Um, tough to tell. But No card. I, I, or no red. Yeah, one card. Low cards, I should say. Um, but no, I, we only had one to there too. Yeah. I, I like, I liked, he's a name, he's a name that when I see center, if I'm, I'm okay with it's, uh, you know, the Marufos and, uh, uh, Marufo, uh, Elfath are two that I really, really don't like. And, uh, there's a third one. Oh, uncle can go. Well, Let's just say anytime Ted Uncle's play, uh, riffing, I just sing South Park songs in my head. Um, <laughs> Kevin Stott's another one that drives me nuts. Um, and then one, uh, is it Penso? Yeah, Penso is the other one that. Chris Penso? Yeah. Those are the ones that really kind of just feel bad blood. Grind blood. your gears? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, good news, I guess we're not going to have that because we will definitely have Vermees and we'll likely see his his tactic out there. Um, what's your prediction? We're on the road. Both teams are going to be shorthanded. We haven't scored in a few weeks. I guess I'm going to ask myself this: if we have Leo Chu starting on the wing and Jordan Morris yes, up please. top. I see us scoring mm-hmm. two goals. Uh, at least two goals. If we have... And we deter- Sorry, did we, did we determine who you think, or did we determine a, a, a right prediction who would be on the right? Is Christian playing back right? I don't think so. I really think it's going to be Dobler. I, I You know, I think... I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I, I think that will probably be the case. So, I... And I think you'll hold up, and especially like it, you said, we you haven't been scoring goals. We haven't scored goals, so why would you exactly? Why would you do exactly. that? Um, yeah. So let's let's get our best yeah, players up top. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's going to happen. Well, and a bear could be available though, which could I don't shuffle that think so. Bit. I don't. I don't think you're going to risk, especially with with Ruidia's gone on international break against a team that's only scored one goal and an anemic team, you're not going to risk. We've always been risk aversive with that's muscle true, injuries and we never Especially start someone handy. like that. Yeah. We never start someone like that. We always have them come off the bench for like 10 minutes. I don't think he's making the 18. I doubt he even travels. I think he's uh I think he's a week away minimum. Okay. Um, Trust your judgment. And I totally agree with you <laughs> because yeah, that. that uh, hamstrings are a different story, and we we should come away with at least a point with the lineup that we've already just kind of discussed. Um, I so you think you think we score two goals, and did did you say? Apologies, did you say whether they get one in on us or two? It's Kansas City. I think they break. And we're on the road, so it's always tough. And and I mean, they've got to be feeling the pressure at this point with one goal have, in I four games. Sh- yeah, and I think, but I do think they have. A, I think I heard on the post game show, um, Michelle Ludka said they had like twenty six goals on target. That might like lead MLS, but they've only scored one goal. Okay, so they're underperforming their XG. Is that what you're saying? 
I think so. I think we're there's no lack of uh, shots fired. It <laughs> sounds okay. like they've only hit so, the target once. So for context, uh, look using FootMob, which is an well, excellent website. S- scored once. Um, so FootMob is saying that this season their expected goals is 4.8, but they've only scored one. So they are severely under um, – under attacking. Meanwhile, we are expected goals 8.8 and have scored six. Um, just for context. Uh, so with that said, you know what though? Normally I would be negative. I'm going to be the anti Cameron here today. Uh, normally I'd be, I'd be negative and go at Kansas city. We always have a hard time against them. I think this time we're going to win two nothing. I do. I think I'm going to put me down for two nothing. Well, to Cameron's credit, he he did just say we were going to whoop some ass. Hey, and, and and I think it's because we debunked his pessimism for for wins, like kind of yeah. voodoo that he was doing no, for a while. Cameron, Cameron's got Cameron, unlike me, and so Cameron's born and raised in Seattle sports culture. Um, yeah, you two do are a little bit different on the general. The per, like perception of, of Seattle sports. And yeah. How it's made you feel. I, well, I, I try to be the optimist whenever possible. You know, I, I, I do. Um, because it, even though I didn't grow up in Seattle, I grew up in Buffalo. So if you want to talk about sports heartbreaks, we <laughs> believe me, we, we've had our sports heartbreaks. Um, but I just, I just try and stay on the optimist side because uh, it just, it's better for my mental health. Um, by the way, I did see a report from Nico Moreno uh, that he will not be a hay bear will not be ready for Kansas City. Well, there you have it. Oh. There you have it. All right. What about you? What's your prediction? What are you going to see? Yeah, mine. Um, I, I'm generally. Uh, I think I. Oh, I don't remember the last time I said we were going to lose. <laughs> I think I'm an optimist as well. Actually, I know that I am. Uh, this one, I, I I do feel like is very similar to yours. Um, I don't think we get a shutout though. I, I understand I, that. I think we give up a goal. I think we give up a goal. Um, I don't know how. I think it's just this is a game that does not always go to play. It doesn't go to plan ever against SKC. It's always something going on that either is penalty, you know, you know blowing them out, or there's a penalty. Yeah, penalty is a good one. We haven't seen one yet. Or- you know, yeah, having a Kellen Rowe and Dobelair to a red card you know, or somehow wingbacks. Yeah, I can I can see that something something is going to happen, and it's going to just feel like rough waters instead of a a, a a flowing game. Okay. Even though I feel like we can turn that on, it, it seems like other than really one game, we can turn that on at any point. Um, but I think the shuffle with the international break and, and the lineup, it's not going to be a free-flowing game. And I think we score two, maybe even three. I, and Chu gets on the board. I would love Chu to see that. I, I really want to see him get the start. I really mm-hmm. – I want to want to rewatch the second half of the game and focus on him because I felt like he was making some really great plays. Like, like last year – Okay, Leo Chu has got the ball, 1v1 with the defender, at the top of the box, what's he going to do? The answer is, he's going to go attack them 1v1, try and get around the corner, and try and pass. Against LAFC, 
he was mixing it up. He was doing early mm-hmm. crosses. He was doing he he was he was looking for those those connecting plays. Um, just seeing him mix it up a little bit more was really uh, I saw some maturity in his game, and I really loved his all out hustling to get back and and to play defensively again, again all season long every game all season long he i think the message has been received loud and clear my gut feeling is that as he's rewarded it, yes my gut feeling is not only that but i think brian schmetzer asks and demands a lot out of mm-hmm. their forwards defensively going back all the way to nelson valdez who while was while he wasn't scoring goals was doing all sorts of defense. He was the hardest working work. offensive defenseman in the league. You know when when he was on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a hallmark of Schmetz, and I think Chu finally understands that that doing that will get him more playing time. Um, yeah, I agree, and I want it. And and, and there be can you imagine actually the. I don't know what type of fallout it would be if if he doesn't get the start. Because why wouldn't you start him at this with the with the situation that's presented itself with no Rui Diaz? We've already seen the other no Rui Diaz or Abear. So you're you're basically yeah, and no Abear, yeah. and we've already seen the other the other option. We've seen that through to start a game ineffectively, very ineffectively. Now, granted, Cincinnati uh, is still, a I very love... good defensive team. So, so, but 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 there was no. We can play through the best of them. Yeah, and we did against. We did do that this weekend. Yeah, right. And we did not get any of that cohesiveness. A- agreed. Nothing. We didn't look dangerous at all in that one game. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it sends. I think you're right. I think it sends a very. So if if, if Chu message. doesn't start, that'd be a very with everything he's said and everything we've seen from Chu in response to that, and and the fact you've seen him progressively get more and more. Sixty third minute is when he came in. Before I think it was ten minutes, and then then he got twenty, and then he got thirty. And I'm that's just my very fuzzy memory, but it feels like he's getting more and more minutes as the season's gone on. Yeah, and this this. This deserves a start, and I'd love to see him score because that is going to be one hell of a. He might do the archer celebration. He's done that before. I think, which is one of my favorites in FIFA. I think he's gonna. I I think if he gets the start, he will get a point, whether it's a goal or an assist. An he assist. will get a point. Um, by the way, a friend of the show, Jackson Feltz, uh, did post earlier today that um, Dick Fain talked to Schmetzer and asked if Leo Chu has done enough to earn a start and have Jordan Morris start at forward in place of Raul Ruiz Diaz. And Schmetzer's quote was, that's one of the options we explored at training, and it looked pretty darn good. That's <laughs> very encouraging. It's very encouraging. Um, so I hope. Well, cool. I hope that's what we see. I put money on it then. I think I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Schmetzer's not like a whole. It, uh, he's not saying that to try to get Vermees to plan against the end and, and then do something else. He's 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 no. confident in in the squad and the team. Yeah, and as am I. I don't I don't care. You you you. We beat ourselves more often than we let teams beat us. So I like that. I, I like that. Agreed. Agreed. Well, as we say, and I finished my Rainier, but as we say, I think we should pull this into port. You're kind of the de facto 
guest host sending us out, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Nikita Banana, N-I-Q-U-I-T-A-B-A-N-A-N-A, Nikita Banana, um, or on Instagram at Cascades2C, T-O-S-E-A, Cascades2C. Um, obviously, uh, if you want to, we're doing our Pub League jersey reveals this week, so you'll get to see the 10 different jerseys that we have for our teams this year. Um, we released our team that you and I are on today, our Scott Pilgrim versus the World theme team, the Seven Evil FCs, um, uh, and uh, and then a Back to the Future theme team, Flux Capacitor uh, FC, FC, FC. Um, so uh, those came in. Our captain's armbands came in yesterday, so I've got those right over here. So it'll be cool. good. It'll be a good start to the season. Looking forward to seeing you. By the on way, Sunday. I do appreciate the uh, color scheme is very similar to last year, and you drafted me again, so I don't have to get new shorts or new socks. I'm set to go. It works Red out great, but it does mean that I got to actually wear the white shorts from last year that I never wore because of the gold booty shorts. So you know, you can still wear gold booty shorts. No one, shorts. N- no one doesn't want you to do that. Yeah. Um, but, I also use social media, but uh, really it's just the Scuttlebutt Twitter handle that I'm usually on um, when I'm talking, and James will get tell you that in a second. But if you do want to find me personally, it's just my name. A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. It's on Twitter. Well, thanks a lot, Nick. It's good seeing your face. It's good hearing your voice. And it's always good to have... I, I think you were on last time Cameron couldn't hang out for the entire show which is a very it's very rare for us it's just usually him and i so i appreciate you being on and sticking it through absolutely always great to be on go sounders take it away james you can follow the sounders scuttlebutt podcast on twitter at ssfc scuttlebutt and for all inquiries including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.